Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Friday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Nice to have you with us. I am in my radio studio. Looking forward to having uh, a good conversation with you. It's hard to have a conversation when I'm the only one talking, but I'm excited about being with you, talking about the Browns, the Bengals, the Buckeyes, and the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup is underway. As I tape this on Friday morning, apologize for no Wednesday podcast, but man, my day Wednesday was crazy full, and so uh, we skipped that one, and we get right back to it today. So start with a shout-out to my friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters in Mechanicsburg. They are awesome people. Their coffee is phenomenal. Their mission is amazing. They buy their coffee direct from growers in countries where you otherwise couldn't get coffee or would pay an outrageous price for it. Indonesia, Thailand, Ethiopia, Nicaragua, the coffee's phenomenal. There are other countries, too. Paul's a very discerning buyer. He buys coffee that is the very best. He doesn't just buy because, oh, this guy has a good mission, and I like to further missionary efforts around the world, and so I'll just buy his coffee, and we'll sell it here in America, and we'll package it just because it's from a foreign country. No, it has to be outstanding coffee. Way, 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 way better than what you'll get from all the popular brands no one who has sampled Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee has ever come back to me and said, you know, your coffee's just okay, or I didn't really care for it. No, everybody raves about Hemisphere Coffee. So they're the kind of sponsor that I love to tell you about, and I only tell you about the ones that fulfill this equation. A, are they good people? B, do they have a good product? And C, do they treat their customers fairly? If the answer to all three of those is yes, then we can see if we come to an agreement. The answer is definitely yes on those. With all of my sponsors, Hemisphere AUI and Willis Spangler Starling, we start with Hemisphere today. Hopefully you start your day with Hemisphere Coffee. And if you would like to get a 15% discount, and who wouldn't, use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. WETACKLELIFE in all caps. And you will get 15% off. They ship free on orders of $30 or more. So go to HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Get more for your money with that promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. All right, the big news for Ohio State, as much as you can have big news, When you're playing Akron, a team that's lost, what, 23 out of 25, 24 out of 26, whatever it is, is that C.J. Stroud is the emergency quarterback for Saturday night's 730 game against Zippy the Kangaroo. C.J. Stroud has been struggling with a sore shoulder. Uh, The more you throw, the more sore it gets. He uh, was rubbing it some Saturday after Tulsa. And so they finally decided to sit him down. They will not have any problem beating Akron. Even if I played quarterback, they could beat Akron. And I've had total shoulder replacement. We wouldn't have to pass to beat Akron. So it's not a matter of, wow, yeah, we're going to be able to win. No, Akron's awful. And this is an awful game. I'm curious to know, will we have a lot of people show up because it's a night game? Will we have very few people show up because it's Akron? We'll know that question. The answer to that question we'll know on Saturday night. But now there's intrigue because we don't know if we're going to see Kyle McCord or if we're going to see Jack Miller first out of the shoot. We don't know if we're going to see both of them. Uh, My guess is Ohio State will be so far ahead in this game that we'll be able to see both of them because there's no reason to keep playing the guy who's got you out to a 50-point lead. You might as well let the other guy have some reps too. So it's kind of an interesting game. It was always likely going to be a game where we would finally see a quarterback other than C.J. Stroud, and now we'll just see that quarterback sooner. Ryan Day is playing it close to the vest, not saying, at least as of 9 a.m. here on Friday, who his starter is going to be. I I could guess. McCord would be my guess, uh, but I don't base that on anything other than gut feeling. Jack Miller, the reason why everybody raves about McCord is because 
McCord is newer than Jack Miller. Ohio State fans have an incredible fascination for the new. They have a, more of a fascination for Quinn Ewers than they do Kyle McCord or C.J. Stroud or Jack Miller because Quinn Ewers is new. Er, and they have you know the whole Texas thing and the whole enrolling early thing and the strong arm mullet. All Quinn Ewers has a lot of marketable qualities, and Jack Miller was the first of these guys to commit to Ohio State. Everybody's used to Jack Miller. Jack Miller's old news. So all the things that make Jack Miller unique, he lives in the Scottsdale Princess Hotel where his dad is the hotel manager. He comes here from Arizona. He was a five-star recruit. He got hurt. He has four stars now. So whatever. Jack Miller is old news. Kyle McCord is newer news. He's not as new as Quinn Ewers. People would love to see Ewers. I guess we're not going to see Ewers. I don't know if there's some eligibility thing with him graduating from high school or if he's just swimming in the playbook and not comfortable yet. But the the talk from Ohio State is no Ewers. Now, what's interesting about this to me is the Akron game's a win. doesn't matter. Is this something that can be a detriment to the team, having an unsettled quarterback situation? Ohio State is, in my opinion, superior roster-wise to every team left on their schedule, as they were superior to Oregon. It's kind of unusual to hear Ohio State pleading the inexperience card, and that's what they are pleading. Hey, you know, we, we're very inexperienced. We're very young. Well, they are, but they've been young before. That's never come up because when they've been young before, most times, They've also been supremely talented before. They're supremely talented now, but because they're not beating people by 60 points, people think, oh, there's got to be something wrong. No, sometimes you just have to win by a touchdown instead of five touchdowns. The guys Ohio State has on the roster are the guys virtually everyone in the country wanted. Maybe Alabama Clemson wanted only half of them, but I guarantee you everybody there is somebody that could have gone anywhere. So... It's a little odd to hear Ohio State plead like, oh, we got to develop these guys. Did we have to develop Garrett Wilson? He was young when he stepped in. We didn't really have to develop Chris Olave when he stepped in as a freshman in the Michigan game. So it's not a matter of really at this level with this kind of talent experience. It's a matter of are you ready to go when called upon? I think C.J. Stroud... Uh, with two years in the program and then going into this year, I think he's been ready to go. I think he's done fine. He's far from their problem. Their problem is they got whipped up front by Oregon, and they don't have a pass rush. Don't have a pass rush, defense is harder to play. They got injuries in the secondary. So they got problems, but none of them are related to quarterback. What is something to keep your eye on is... Are they now going to take a very capable quarterback situation? As my phone rings. Sorry about that. Are they going to take a very capable quarterback situation? And are they going to turn it into an issue? I do not like quarterback uncertainty. It is toxic to any team. They do not have quarterback uncertainty unless Ryan Day abides it. And he, I think, is leaving the door open. Now, I understand that what he says is not wrong. But here's the deal. Since when or ever 
did a coach have to tell the truth? <laughs> I know it's a podcast where you mix sports and faith, so you shouldn't extol the virtues of not telling the truth. Uh, but Ryan Day, maybe because he's a in the lineage of Urban Meyer, is more of a truth teller than a lot of coaches. And so he was asked, will Stroud start when he returns? And here's what Ryan Day said. Now you tell me, you're, you pretend you're C.J. Stroud, okay? And you're hearing this. I think everything is an evaluation for sure. This is a long season, and you don't know what's coming next. That's what I talk to the guys about all the time. The only thing we knew for sure going into the first week was that we were going to have a starter for Minnesota. So here we are. Um, That's not what I want to hear. If I'm C.J. Stroud, and I've thrown for the second highest number of yards in Ohio State history against Oregon. That is not what I want to hear at all. And I don't know if that's going to get in C.J. Stroud's head. What I heard from C.J. Stroud after the game against Tulsa was something I did not like if I'm Ryan Day. C.J. Stroud was talking like a kid who feels like he's embattled. I know I'm a great player. I don't care what you guys say. I don't care what the fans say. And I'm like, what are people saying that have C.J. Stroud feeling the need to defend himself after Tulsa? Yeah, the game was close. Was it his fault? I don't know. I don't I don't particularly think so. I think he's fine. And for him to say that, I'm like, "Ooh, that ain't good." He's looking over his shoulder, and this was before we knew that his shoulder was hurting and that they were going to put in McCord or Miller. So I think there's some things there with Ohio State that bear watching. I think you can create problems that don't exist by not shooting down discussions that are fair discussions. It's not wrong to ask. That's a great question to ask. I would have asked it. Is CJ the quarterback when he comes back? And I would have expected Ryan Day to go, sure, of course he is, even though he might not be. I mean, if Kyle McCord goes out there and goes 25 of 25 and threads it in 30 yards down a field, well, then you got to take a look at him against Rutgers or Maryland. But that's not how Ryan Day answered it. And I get he wants to have that Urban Meyer proving ground survival of the fittest Darwinian thing where, you know, every day you're alpha male and I'm challenging your manhood every day and all that. At 21 positions, that's okay. At one position, that's not okay. And we'll see how it goes from here. Now, speaking of quarterbacks, we shall speak of quarterbacks as we transition into the Browns, the Bengals, and the Chicago Bears where Justin Fields will make his first start on Sunday, but first, you need a guy to call the plays legally if you are pressed in a legal action or if you are pressing a legal action. And the quarterback that I would go with is the one who plays on the team at Willis Spangler Starling. They are my attorneys. They have been my attorneys for several years. They will remain my attorneys for as long as I can envision because I couldn't be more pleased with their knowledge, their expertise, their character, their availability, their common way of relating to me and explaining things to me and I just think if you need an attorney and you're in the central Ohio area you'd be foolish to try anybody else because you have to be able to trust the attorney 
to do the right thing so that you don't get a surprise legally and you don't get caught in some kind of a jackpot that you're an unwitting party to. So I'll just vouch 1,000% for the integrity of the partners at Willis Spangler Starling and the associates. Also, you want their expertise to be off the chart. You don't want anybody else to outfox them, outmaneuver them, outlawyer them. That won't happen either. They're on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. Any case you have, they can handle it. Wills estate planning, probate, personal injury, employment law, social security disability, those are some of their specialties, but there's no place that their expertise doesn't intersect with the law that will visit itself into your life. So make sure that you mark this name down, willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. Okay, let's start with the Browns. No Jarvis Landry Sunday against the Bears. This game, the buildup is about Justin Fields because he's starting. Andy Dalton is out with a knee injury. I don't know that if Andy were hmm, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, a quarterback like that, that the Bears would say that he's out. Uh, But Justin Fields is there, and they'd like to get a look at him, and why not? So... (laughs) Justin Fields it will be. Now, I watched Justin Fields in the second half against the Bengals because I heard the first week, oh, rave reviews, he's awesome, fantastic. Um, Six for 13, 60 yards against the Bengals, a really bad interception. He looks like a first-year quarterback. He's very comfortable throwing to the first read that's open. He gets a little jittery when the pass rushes around him, and they're going to bring it. They're going to bring Clowney and Miles Garrett off the edge, they're going to try to put the wrath on him, and he'll be he'll be under duress. Now, I mean, he's obviously good. The Bears invested a lot, traded up nine spots to get him. I'm not doubting Justin Fields as an NFL quarterback. I'm just saying, I've said this before, I said it Monday, his release to me is ponderous. He holds that ball and winds up, and he puts that ball out there where it can be knocked away, and Miles Garrett excels at that, it would not surprise me to see a sack fumble or two by Justin Fields against the Browns. On the Browns' side of this, we may see Odell Beckham. He practiced for the first time Wednesday, full go. If he's practicing and he comes back fine yesterday and today, I don't understand why he wouldn't play. For me, this game, though, is Baker Mayfield. A lot of you think I'm too hard on Baker Mayfield. Well, let me just say, last night, Sam Darnold threw for 309 yards for the Panthers on a night where they lost Christian McCaffrey early in the game. And Sam Darnold is 3-0 now with the Carolina Panthers. And he was in the same draft class with Baker Mayfield. So was Josh Allen. So was Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying Darnold's done more than Baker because Darnold's been traded and Baker hasn't. The Browns are all in on Baker, and obviously Baker's a better quarterback than Josh Rosen. He was the other quarterback in that draft class. But Sam Darnold looks like he's figuring it out. And if the Panthers keep building on this, to me it ratchets up the heat on Baker Mayfield to be at least as good as those other quarterbacks in that draft class. Because when you were the Heisman winner and you were the number one overall pick, then a lot is expected of you. And they haven't asked him to do a lot yet because they've put a ton of people around him. 
and he has no excuse. So you can't let Justin Fields come in there and beat you on Sunday, Baker Mayfield. As for the Bengals, they go to Pittsburgh. I'm not quite sure why the Bengals didn't throw the ball deep more often against the Cincinnati uh, against the Chicago Bears. This one to me is mystifying. Joe Burrow, you say protection. They got sacked more per deep drop back than any team in the NFL. Okay, there are things you can do to keep people in and protect Burrow to throw long, or at least attempt to throw long. It didn't even look to me like they were attempting to throw long until they hit Jamar Chase for a touchdown late in the game that tightened that game up. You have to stretch the field vertically. That's why you got Jamar Chase. That's why you got John Ross, even though he didn't pan out. You've got Tyler Boyd for the underneath stuff. You've got C.J. Uzama for the underneath stuff. You've got T. Higgins for the underneath stuff. You've got Joe Mixon. The Bengals' pass protection will be tested against the Steelers. I assume T.J. Watt's going to play because I haven't heard that he's out. He was injured last week. I mean, it's a it's a tall order, granted, to win in Pittsburgh. But I think this Bengal team is capable of a pretty good year. I think they're capable of being a 500 team. And I don't think they're a pushover. Years before, I would not have given them any shot in Pittsburgh. I'm not sure Roethlisberger is still a guy who can beat you by himself. And the Steelers seem to me to be kind of on the ragged edge of vulnerability. This would not shock me if the Bengals won this game. And... I think they should definitely be competitive into the fourth quarter. But the line play, Jackson Carmen may be getting his first start for the Bengals. The line play is crucial in this one. they got to protect Joe Burrow. Don't get him hurt. Please don't get him hurt. Okay. Uh, if you're a business owner and you're getting hurt by compliance orders, ever-changing rules, what's the state requiring of me, or if you're a business owner who you've got an insurance broker who handles your Benefits for employees. And you know, you hear from him once a year. Hey, it's renewal time. Yahoo, it's commission time. And then you never hear from that person again. They never help you through any issues. They never offer any consultations. They never offer any analysis. Well, you need somebody different. You need auinfo.com. I'm actually having lunch tomorrow with Chrissy and Steve, the uh, partners at auinfo.com. They're great people. What did I say earlier in the podcast about my requirements for advertisers, both on the radio and on the podcast. Good people, great product, great customer service. Well, check, check, check with auinfo.com. <laughs> By the way, the price, it's free. You're a business owner. It's free. You pay nothing to AUI. AUI gets paid by the insurance companies they deal with. Open enrollment is coming, which means if you're an individual and you need health insurance or you'd like to know, what are my options? Type your questions into the chat at auinfo.com. Get the information you want and need, and then make that decision. And again, you won't pay them anything. It's not a first time free. It's not a second time free. It's not a third time free. It's an always time free because they get paid, but just not by you. So auinfo.com, auinfo.com. All right, as I sit here and record the podcast, I'm watching the first groups off in the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. I thought about recording this last night so that what I say would not be accused of being something that I'm basing on early results and what I see. In fact, right now, uh, USA is up in two matches. One is all square and one Europe is up in a match. Okay, so it looks like USA is ahead. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. Europe's going to win the Ryder Cup. Europe's going to win the Ryder Cup 
it's not going to be like a blowout, but I think it's going to be somewhat comfortably because the Euros, I watched, what am I basing this on? I'm not basing it on world rankings and all this kind of stuff. I'm basing it on the fact that I watched the press conference, the formal first, the introductions last night. I brought Padraig Padraig Harrington, the captain of the Euros, and Steve Stricker, the captain of the Americans. Stricker looks super nervous. Harrington looks like he's loving every minute of this. I believe big time in leadership. I think the Euros are going to play great. They're going to make putts. The U.S. can't play from behind. So if they're going to win, they're going to have to play from ahead. U.S. stresses over this. I think the stars for the U.S., the stars for the U.S. will be Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, and who else? Who else? Who else? Who else do I think will be a star for the U.S.? Those are the two main ones. Those are the two main ones. The Euros, Poulter will play. I don't think Poulter will be like his typical Poulter. I think Westwood will play really well. And... I just think Euros are going to make putts. I think the Euros are going to... I think Rom's going to be a stud for Europe. I think Rom will be their best player. <laughs> big big uh, stretch there. He's the number one player in the world, right, Bruce? Yes. John Rom will be great. And I don't know. DeChambeau, Kepka. I just don't like the attitude of the Americans. DJ seems a little bit too laconic for me. That's word of the day, kids. Laconic. <laughs> uh, so I just... I don't hate the Euros, except Paul Casey. I don't I don't hate Paul Casey. I just could care less for Paul Casey. I hope Paul Casey loses every match. Yes, I've never forgotten Paul Casey saying, we hate Americans. Living in Scottsdale, Arizona, making millions of dollars off professional golf in America. What a stupid thing to say. Ingratitude. I don't care for it. Anyway, Euros will win. Rom will be the stud. Shoffley and Cantley. Kepka and DeChambeau. Not worth the trouble. Not worth the trouble. Okay, so now to the faith portion of the podcast. I just sat down in my chair today in the morning, and I just had a heavy feeling. World events, personal events. And so I just want to share with you what comforts me in these times. Focus on what's true. I focus on what's true. And... I love the book of Proverbs because sometimes there's serendipity in Proverbs where a verse that I love is so easy to remember because the verse number is the same as the chapter number. Proverbs 17, 17 is such a verse. A friend loves at all times, but a brother is born for adversity. I got I got some buddies of mine from church who are just, they're like brothers to me. I can tell them anything. They support me in prayer. They hold me accountable. They're the epitomization of that verse. A friend loves at all times, and a brother was born for adversity. They know who they are. My life would be so much poorer without them. Another such verse is Proverbs 23, 23. It brings me back to my center when I'm discouraged by world events and personal events in the lives of people in my family, people I love, and myself. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. That's Proverbs 23, 23. That is a verse that centers me. It is God calling to me, telling me to prioritize truth. There's a lot of error in our world. 
there's a lot of manipulation of language. Political correctness is really all about labeling some terms okay for public use and others not okay for public use. I heard this morning a news clip of a government official scolding someone for using the term illegal immigrant. And he said, they're not illegal immigrants, they're non-citizens. <laughs> non-citizens. And I'm like, okay. Again, with, you know, they are illegal immigrants. Like, there's a legal immigration process in the U.S., and there's an illegal one. And if you just walk in, that's illegal. They are illegal immigrants. It's not hateful. It's just truthful. So, Proverbs 23, 23 calls to me from the wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, saying, buy the truth. Invest in the truth, man. Prize it. Treasure it. Prioritize it. Emphasize it. Land on it. Stand on it. Wrap yourself in it. What is true? What is true? Buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom discipline and understanding wisdom is a is something to be treasured wisdom we we live in an information age we have a glut of information we don't have a glut of wisdom we do not have a glut of wisdom man we've got a boatload of information i heard sometimes information doubling like all the time like every so many hours or minutes or whatever wisdom wisdom's going the other direction Discipline. How much discipline do you have in your life? Are you disciplined in your habits? Are you disciplined in your thoughts? Are you disciplined in your Bible reading? Are you disciplined in your eating? Are you disciplined in your exercise? Are you disciplined in caring for others? Are you disciplined? And understanding. You know, understanding to me, what plays into understanding is listening. Listening is a big part of understanding. So, Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth. Do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. And then when you think about the life of Jesus, his whole life on earth, the example that he set for us was all about that. Jesus was about truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Wisdom. I mean, incomparable wisdom. Discipline. He never sinned. And understanding. Of course, the mind of God. He is God. He's fully God. So Jesus personifies those values. Buy the truth. Do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. And so I just today landed on Luke 9, and there's like a little story here in Luke 9 where a guy with a boy who's possessed by a demon comes up to Jesus and he says, you know, can you, can you rid my boy of this demon? And Jesus does. And this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Luke 9, 43. After he did this, Jesus rebuked the evil spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And the next verse is, And they were all amazed at the greatness of God. They were all amazed at the greatness of God. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. What is true? The greatness of God. The greatness of God is true. 
the deterioration of our culture, the cares of the moment, the challenges of life, those things are heavy, weigh on you, weigh on me. But when I think about the greatness of God, that is true. That is true. That is a comfort to me. I sat with a couple of guys on Wednesday night. We're trying to put together a program to equip kids to handle the challenges in their life. And so we start with our objective, and then we work what will help us reach our objective. And someone asked me, what, what do you want this to do? What do you want this to accomplish? And I said, I want it to give my kids and other kids peace and certainty. Peace and certainty. And I don't want it, I don't want you to take that as I want it to be dogmatic, used as a cudgel. I just think when you know the truth, when you have wisdom, discipline, and understanding, you can rest comfortably. And that peace comes from knowing about the greatness of God. So with that, uh, I'll adjourn and uh, thank all of you for listening to a Friday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Uh, You guys are kind to give me your time. I appreciate it very much. Send me an email, Bruce. No, the email is wetacklelife at gmail.com, wetacklelife at gmail.com. The review on iTunes would be much appreciated, much appreciated. I'm sorry, I'm stalling here. I'm trying to figure out why the music's not playing. Uh, Maybe it is, but I don't think it is. Anyway, uh, no music to end the podcast. WeTackleLife at gmail.com. Review me on iTunes. Thanks so much. I'll talk again Monday. We'll see if the Browns, the Bengals win. The Buckeyes are going to win. And we'll see if I'm right that Europe wins the Ryder Cup. Not by a lot, not by a wide margin, but by a comfortable margin. With that, have fun. Enjoy the quarterback derby at OSU. Talk to you again soon. God bless.